everyone always asks what I've been up to lately. And just recently, I started kind of feeling myself get a bit off. And I didn't like that feeling. And what I mean by off is I sat down to do some work and then I looked up and realized, hey, I think I'm forgetting something. Um, and it wasn't because of the heat. I, at least I, it, you know, if that was, was because of the heat, it would have been one or two nights. But I noticed this uh, pattern of just me being off for a little bit. I didn't know exactly what it was. And I'm going to attribute it to the pandemic, obviously, because it's throwing off everyone's routine. But... I decided to, uh, I was sitting down and I was taking out some, um, some notebooks that I was uh, writing some ideas in. I'll show you those in a second. But I was like, I'm forgetting something. And then I got up, went to the kitchen, and I had all this food out that I was ready to cook. And I was like, oh, I just did, oh, took that food out a little while ago. Why am I, why am I kind of forgetting my routine? Why am I kind of um, messing up with that. So I started, I finished cooking, um, ate and sat down, finished my notes. And then I was just looked at the clock and the timing was all off from when I usually eat. So, and that was just kind of letting me know that my routine was all screwed up. Um, I guess when I'm, when I'm usually working or doing my thing, I, always have, hey, I can go to the art walk, I can go to uh, the coffee shop, um, portfolio down in Long Beach, or I can go to Sacred Grounds here in San Pedro. Um, sometimes I go to the library if I don't feel like dealing with the coffee crowd, go shopping on certain days. I went shopping early in the morning like I do usually at Sprouts, and what was weird is, well not weird, but you know, they're letting the older population go in first. So I ended up sitting outside or kind of goofing off for about an hour before I could go grocery shopping. And little things like that, they keep building up, throw you off. Exactly. Nobody has a routine anymore. But I didn't realize how much it affected me. It was just really, really throwing me off. Um... And I've been a studier of, uh, of habits and patterns and, um, and routines, and it's something I'm very cognizant of. But with all these little things that are changing, and the big things, obviously, it's just so hard to place where you are in your own routine and what you're doing. Um, so... I'm guessing that I'm probably doing this a little bit because I'm used to being out on a Thursday, first Thursday, talking to people, um, you know, shaking hands or whatever during the first Thursday. So now I'm here doing it on Facebook. I could be doing it on Instagram Live, but I like Facebook better because you're there. As, um... So one of the things that I mentioned on my sketchbooks that I've been doing. So one of the things with that is, just to give you a little background on how I do things, I keep sketchbooks around to, so I don't have ideas uh, floating in my head that I don't know what to do with. Um, I keep little, sketch, little notebooks around to jot down ideas, quick ideas, or I save them in my phone somehow, audio or texting it. But I also have actual sketchbooks. I'm going to show you a few of those um, really cool stuff in there. But I do that because I want to not have any of these ideas floating in my head thinking that they're good ideas or bad ideas or just taking up mind space, you know, mind share. I need to get them out, put them somewhere so they can sit, marinate, and then go about their business. So... I posted one of these images on Facebook, I mean Instagram, but these are just a stack of uh, some of my sketchbooks, different types for different reasons. Uh, most of them are are these kind that I get from Daiso, it's a little Japanese store out here in 
um, California. I don't know if they're anywhere else. Little Daiso stores. I've only seen them out here, but they're like dollar stores, but not cheap like dollar stores. Um, anyway, for like this one, uh, I called it my Hero Heads notebook, where I just store all types of pictures of different um, heroes. I, they're very iconic and yeah. So that's like my Batman character set. I mean Superman character set. Uh, DC heroes. Got Robin, Green Lantern, Supergirl. And then some of the Kent family here. On the top, Doomsday at the bottom. Uh, Brainiac over here, my version of that. So, uh, it's kind of an exercise and fun to do. Um, I'm keeping with my little iconic cartoon style and still just um, using heroes as a way to figure out what's important about those characters and what I can put into a visual form quickly. And I even went and did some for the Naruto anime. So those are fun. Um, so anytime I have these characters that I see somewhere, I just do a quick little sketch of them, try to get the idea of that character. And by the way, uh, if you have any questions or whatever, throw me in the throw them in the comments. I'll check them out. But that's just one of my notebooks. Uh, this one, some random heads, uh, original characters, uh, just visuals I was thinking about. Trying to, trying to get into the habit of sketching with a pen so there are no mistakes. I just, everything that's, that touches the paper, keep going with it. Uh, some of these I may have seen in my uh, sketchbook zine that I, I sent out. But yeah, these are just ideas. If I see somebody in the street or in the mall or something, and they kind of have a certain look to them. Sketch them down quickly. Scraps of paper are definitely good to sketch on. Um, in fact, on the blank side of, on the back side of every sketchbook page, I do have uh, scraps of paper. Um, and I take them out, I cut out the scraps of paper and just tape them into the sketchbook. So I have both my scraps of paper and my official sketchbooks because the sketchbook is not always going to be around but I can usually find a scrap of paper let's see oh and because he is an iconic uh, figure I actually did one of that guy he's so instantly recognizable but <laughs> hope it didn't trigger anyone but yeah scraps of paper are great Um, so that's just that's just two of them. Um, I have more abstract things that I sketch out that get kind of crazy. Some shape studies, form studies, like how quick can I throw things down in a couple lines or with marker, different types of materials. Um, this is good to keep your ideas flowing and uh, not getting stuck thinking on one type of thing. So the iconography, what really sticks with you? Never lose sketchbooks. <laughs> yeah, they can get lost sometimes, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, you, I can with these sketchbooks, I can jump from different styles. That's why I keep the different sketchbooks. So one is based on one kind of um, imagery, and the others are based on you know, different rules or guidelines I have for myself with that sketchbook. In fact, for those of you who remember the trap vector, I did create a bunch of sketches for those. So all those sketches go in, um, go in their own book right there, too. It's just a bunch of abstract shapes and forms that I've been collecting for a while. Uh, something I still want to do something with, but that's the kind of project you'll need a good amount of time and 
a little bit of luxury just to sit around and get a lot of materials together for over a long period of time. And all the sketchbooks aren't even uh, aren't even image based. Um, this one is just a lot of little word ideas that I had. So you know, over time, I'll go back and look at these, and if they suck, then I kind of you know put a little mark on them or don't do anything with them at all. And the ones that are good, they actually resonate with me again because I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, that was a pretty damn good idea." The um, and one other thing to note about keeping idea books like this or sketchbooks, you don't even have to know how to draw. It's just it's an extension of. Um, of your thoughts and ideas, if you can get them organized in a certain way, so if you ever have a thought like, hey, what what can I do with uh, this t-shirt design, or hey, what about you know a logo for somebody, you can always flip back to your sketchbooks and, and just kind of flip through, find out where you've been um, and where you are right now. But one thing you'll notice is that with these sketchbooks, I go, I'm trying to find an empty one here, oh, well, here's one. So I created this sketchbook called Cat Politics. I won't get into why cat politics was a thing, but I put one uh, single idea in it, and then the rest of it's just blank. So that whole sketchbook was a seems like a not even a good idea. I might have to just fill that within with something else. But the whole point of having, for me, having them squared off like this and in different sections is unlike a normal sketchbook that's kind of freeform, you fill up the whole page or you just fit ideas and art in wherever you can, with a sketchbook that's sectioned off like that, what it allows you to do is almost like say, hey, I want to have nine ideas down really quick. And you just boom, in one square, boom, the next square, three, four, five, six, nine squares done, and you can go on about your business. With the freeform, very open pages, I've noticed with artists and myself that it tends to kind of, um, it's a little too open. And that's weird for a sketchbook. You're just supposed to sketch ideas and have them free-flowing. But blocking them off like that actually you know, I'm not too concerned about any one block meaning anything. And see, this is what I meant about, uh, you know, not needing to be able to draw. I just threw this down. This is the iPhone 11 three-eyed God idea or whatever. I just, maybe a guy will have the three camera lens as, a, as an eye or something in his face. I don't know. It was just something I threw down really quickly. Um... I haven't seen these sketches in a while, so I'm actually like, oh, I totally forgot about that. In fact, I actually made a painting out of this sketch right here. Um, press start to continue. Totally forgot that I actually had a sketch for that, but that's how it happens. And yeah, so, you know, you find your different sketchbooks, your different ways to get your ideas out. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a sketchbook. It can be a just um, a lined notebook if you've got one of those um, this is one of my this is one of my uh, books with just different notes about uh, thoughts on deep esoteric stuff and I actually just write down a bunch of thoughts towards the end of the night may get into that one day um, which part was a good idea Emily let me know Let me know what part works for you. And also, just for general practice, uh, here's the book I was looking for at one point. This is a sketchbook of nothing but hands. Um, hands are a problem for a lot of artists, myself included. So I created a sketchbook with nothing but hands. Um, I found them, I found references from photographs and comic books and just basically kept making hands, different kinds. Started getting a little more superhero-ish with a lot of these. Uh, holding a bomb. Here's some more sketch type hands. Okay, yeah. 
the the nine parts. I found that was just a very good solid number uh, for a sketchbook. You know, you not too many things to uh, deal with. You can finish up nine pretty quickly in one sitting, and then go on to the next set. But yeah, sketchbook full of hands. And I was really happy with. You, you get more confident as you do more, obviously. And when you have a, a numbered book, you can, like, count them out. Like, if there are nine on a page, you can say, hey, if I'm on the third page, I've done 27 of these already. And this flows pretty quickly. Helps out your ideas. Um, and uh, I was thinking about the sketchbooks because recently I've just been, as I said, trying to get back into a routine. So I'm starting up some new sketchbooks, getting to some new ideas getting uh, some new things generated and um, when I don't know what to do I go to my sketchbooks what's happening Clifton? long time man no Clifton from way back good guy and one other quick thing I use is uh, index cards I don't know why I um, I do know why, actually. I thought about it, but I just kind of love these things. You can sketch something down, um, write them, file them away. Uh, really good for uh, story type of notes. If you're uh, creating a story or a script of some type, um, having little ideas, putting character names on the cards. Because there's so much editing that goes on in the writing process, you, you can really get good with... Uh, sorting your ideas out when you have index cards and obviously you can see I do that with whiteboards as well so the whole point of having all this um, idea taking material around is just to basically externalize my uh, my thoughts I don't want them in my head I want them out so I can come back look at them later um, and you know you can obviously get crazy with it create some kind of you know the big board you see on the uh, in the movies with all the the strings connecting the map. You know, uh, I've never lost. Have I lost a sketchbook? I've lost one of my pocket sketchbooks. Like, I keep one in my back pocket usually. Let me see if I can find one. I don't have any around right now. But very small scale. I have one. I keep these small little books in my um, in my back pocket or in my car. Um, you know, and this one is just full of. Uh, this is actually full of things that were pissing me off, um, mostly pissing me off. If something was making me mad, I just kind of wrote it down and then said, I can do something about this later. And if it's in the book, it's not in my head, so I don't have to worry about it or whatever. I'll come back to it later. But, yeah, I have lost some of these little ones. The bigger ones kind of stay uh, in my work area in one place. So when I come down to put some ideas or record them, they're all in one place, and I don't really lose those. Yes, I do, uh, I do keep my ideas separate, my verbal and my sketches. There are some of them that intermix, but for the most part, they stay separate. Uh, I don't have a good reason for that. Um, I think I'm just in a different mind space when I'm sketching out visual ideas and verbal ideas. Um, I have one sketchbook somewhere in here where you can see that, let's see. Yeah, like this one. Um, I have a couple of visual ideas, and then I throw in the written stuff on the sides also. So that does happen sometimes. Um, but not too often. Um, not exactly sure why. I think with um, with what the way I work, one type of thought tends to lead. So I'm either thinking visually and then the words follow from that, or I'm thinking um, literally, uh, textually, and then the images come afterwards. So 
I'm usually thinking in one of those avenues, uh, not both at the same time, usually. Yeah. But that's a... That's what that's what keeps me sane right now. You know, just I'm going back through ideas and things that weren't possible before. I'm actually trying out now, and things that I wasn't able to um, fully realize or didn't have time to. I can get in there and heck, go through all these things. Because as I said, it's a, it's a gang of sketchbooks and gang of notes. You know, I got a, I was, um, and one of the reasons I started doing this is I saw, um, oh gosh, who was the artist? There was an artist I, I saw, and he just had, uh, I think it was Gary Baseman. Um, you might have seen some of his work, but I saw Gary Baseman's work, workshop, and he had just a bookshelf full of sketchbooks. And he went through them. And he could tell you, yes, in 1987, I was thinking this, and here are all my ideas. And it was a type of journaling that he was doing. Um, and he just had all of his ideas, just just thousands of them, stacked in these sketchbooks. And I was like, wow, that's OCD and crazy. That guy's off his rocker. He, fuck that. He just seemed crazy. But, um, but, you know, I started into journaling. I started taking down some notes and ideas. And then over time, I started realizing, so basically, now it's become part of my normal practice. And I can just, you know, kick out ideas, kick out thoughts, put them in the sketchbook and keep them going. Um, very, very, very helpful for me. Um, and now when someone looks at me and they go through some of my notes, they say, I'm being OCD. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get the idea, but, um, but it's all good. And uh, one last thing for the, uh, for the sketchbook notes. I have this process I have called um, at least 100. And that's when I'm not sure if something is a good idea. If something's not, I'm not sure if it's a solid idea, if it has legs, if I can continue with it. And this goes for anything. This is not just uh, creative pursuits. But I have this concept called at least 100. What I do, and I'll bring one of those books right here. I don't know if this one has anything in it. Uh, that one's kind of empty. But I take a sketchbook, uh, a notepad. I get these from the 99 cent store because I start into it. I don't like it. I throw it away. It's I'm out 99 cents, and I'm not terribly upset. Unless unless I'm really, you know, feeling myself for some reason, I don't go get the, uh, the $15 sketch pads or anything like that. I usually just get the cheap ones so I can feel free about writing drawing or whatever. Anyway, the, the at least a hundred ideas, um, idea books, I think I need to be able to spit out at least 100 ideas. They could be bad, repetitive, um, mundane or whatever. But if I can't spit out at least 100, then I don't really think that idea has legs. So if somebody asked me, Hey, could you, um, could you come up with uh, a game or um, a story about, you know, a brother and a sister who are lost and they're living in Canada? And I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't know. Is this supposed to, how long is this supposed to go on? And they're like, well, we need a bunch of, um, we need to have something that lasts for a while. So in this idea process, I'll basically just start writing down different story ideas. And if I can get to at least 100 doesn't have to be an easy hundred. If I can get to at least a hundred ideas, then I know that there's something I can build off of. So, you know, the brother and sister, let's say they get lost, they get separated. That's one. Uh, the brother and sister um, are running away from a dog. That's two. The brother and sister are, um, you know, one of them goes into a coma and the other has to save them. That's three. And I just keep on with this. I just spew them out as fast as possible. They could be dumb. They could be funny. They could be, uh, they could be really good ones. Uh, they don't need to be fleshed out. I just need to know that if I can get to 100 of these, then I've got something. There is some seed of something that can spread there. Um, 
and there's a lot of different ways people will will accept that idea. When I was doing the um, 8-bit cubist, for example, that whole art style right there, I said to myself, well, how long can I keep this going? And at the very least, if I did some type of image from based on one a, a video game or something, there are more than 100 video games, so it's I didn't even need to write that down. Um, if I was going to do uh, a podcast, can I get to at least 100 episodes? Do I have 100 podcast ideas? I would just start plowing through every page, writing down one by one by one. Let's see. In fact, um, I was thinking of a, I was working on a, a project with some people, and we were coming up with a, a bunch of characters. And for the, we, we wanted to find out, like, how many, how deep what we were doing was. Did it have um, a lot of depth to it? So I actually came up with this thing called the first 100. Um, and I usually didn't write it like that, but I actually wrote it on this sketchbook. So this was going to be the first 100 uh, characters in this project. They didn't have to be usable. They didn't have to work or whatever. It's just the first 100 characters. And I just started every page. I would like throw down a little character idea, really short sentences about that character. Um, for example, this one, number 27. A traveler in a remote location uh, gets gets threatened by the local community.
so that was uh, Patrick Hickey Jr., um, academian, uh, writer, author, uh, teacher, uh, with the Minds Behind the Games books. Um, I tried to get him earlier, and I didn't because all the craziness going on uh, that he's juggling magnificently. But now uh, we, he called me up and said, hey, I had a little time. Um, we'll see if we can do something. So that's why there was really no notice for this, this interview. So we were able to um, get in, get to talking, to some, talking about some things, and uh, you know, have a good little conversation. I uh, hope everything is technically okay on everyone's end. Um, I didn't get a chance to set everything up uh, properly, but it all worked out. So we're going to be doing these every so often. Um, whether I do them solo or whether I talk to somebody, we'll find out as we go along. This this podcast, or yeah, this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and call it that and start um, putting it through an RSS feed. Um, yeah, definitely a great one, y'all. So we're going to have um, this podcast going concurrently with the 8-Bit Cubist podcast, and that's going to be its own other thing because it's its own art project, and I wanted to separate that from what I'm doing as an artist, a developer, creator, whatever. I don't have a name for the podcast yet for this, but I want to call it, um, actually, if you see that board right there, those are just a scribbling of ideas that I have for all the names of um, what we're going to do, what we're going to call this podcast. I think I'm going to call it the ADD podcast. Art, design, development, something with Mr. Benja. All right. Um, definitely thank everybody who popped in for for this. Uh, sorry I missed Mother's Day, but this all worked out. And um, before I forget, Patrick, happy Mother's Day to your wife. And uh, good luck with everything. And everybody watching, if there's anything you want me to talk about, let me know. Be sure to like the page. And if you know anybody else who's interested in this, uh, share the page with them. And... That is all for now. Thank you very much. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.